Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Leafs Combo Podcast for Vanguard Northeast Realty in Scarborough, VanguardNE.ca. It is April 7, 2019. We're podcasting on Sunday, so we call this the Sunday Spectacular. Whether it lives up to that billing is up to you. Mike Ogello in Cheektowaga, New York. I'm Norman James in London, Ontario, Canada. 82 games down. The regular season schedule is complete. The Maple Leafs, a 6-5 shootout loser to the Canadians in Montreal. 100 points on the season, though, and it's time to go to Boston and play in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Round one is just around the corner. Michael, good morning. Your thoughts on 82 games gone by? Good morning, Norman. Well, um, over the last few weeks, we were just looking for this day to arrive just to get to the next point, which is the first round series. I mean, there really wasn't much consequence other than after the clinching of the playoff spot against the Islanders last week. And, you know, you can tell that from the, I think, lack of energy that I saw at times over the last three games. The Leafs lose three in a row going into the playoffs. But I don't think anybody's interpreting that as anything more than just ga- the games weren't consequential. And they were more concerned about, you know, getting certain players rest and getting certain players back in the lineup. But 100 points, it's less than both of us and a lot of prognosticators thought it was going to be. And I think that was because of, you know, some injuries to, to Austin Matthews. And I think, you know, the things that we've talked about ad nauseum on this podcast, you know, the, the, the defensive problems, the sort of cohesiveness problems and the goaltending problems, struggles with Freddie Anderson in the last month and the backup goaltending of Garrett Sparks, losing points, bleeding points. So, I mean, you can look at going into the playoffs as a new beginning, and I'm sure a lot of Lee fans are hoping that that it will be a new beginning. But I think you have to learn the lessons of the 82 game schedule and see that this team, um, they're definitely the underdog against the Bruins because the Bruins are one of the better teams in the league. The Leafs are one of the better teams in the league. But I just think right now the Bruins are going into the playoffs in a much more positive direction. Put your pom poms down if you think the Leafs are the favorite going into the series. You know that's not the case. Face reality. Can they beat the uh, Bruins in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs? Absolutely. Will they? That remains to be seen. Michael, uh, it was a shot extravaganza in Montreal in game 82. Both teams just lighting up the opposing goaltender. Are you okay with what you saw from Frederick Anderson? Or do you, are, is there any worry or any concern that he, you know, he was shellacked too much or he just was tuned out or... Or maybe he needed a lot of rubber coming his way just to to be prepared for what's to come in a couple of days here. Well, I, I mean, apparently, I mean, according to the, the, the story, according to the Leafs, is that Anderson decided he wanted to play the last two games. Um, I would be a little surprised that Babcock wouldn't say after two periods and after Andrew Shaw almost did a Chris Kreider on him running into him in in the second period that they didn't put Michael Hutchinson in and say, okay, Freddie, you got your warm up for the playoffs. You got to see a lot of pucks. Now let's keep things, you know, let's keep things safe here. Let's put you in bubble wrap until Thursday. Um, Because uh, honestly, if Anderson is not a hundred percent and if he's not playing uh, well, then I I really don't think they have a lot of a a, a great chance against the Bruins. But, uh, you know, that, that being said, I mean, yes, th- that game did not have a lot of physicality. It did not have a lot of hitting, a lot of checking. It was wide open. I think the Leafs did that on purpose because they don't, you know, I think they were playing sort of, okay, let's play fast, fast and loose. Let's, uh, let's 
let's light it up offensively, but let's not pay the price defensively because when you do that, you're blocking shots and you're risking getting injured. And maybe they're saving that for Thursday at TD Garden. But I, I just wish that they would have maybe sat some more of their players and put Hutchinson in net, but that's apparently not what they wanted to do. I really do. don't understand the trend that's being carved out right now, Mike. I, I don't have a feeling for how the playoffs are going to go. The Leafs in this last third of the season have been a, a real dog's breakfast in a lot of ways. It's been confusing. It's been confounding. So resting a group of players, not resting another group, letting some players play uh, against potentially the coach's wishes. What recipe are we trying to generate here? I really don't understand where we're at. Nobody's given me an indication that they are raring to go and that they have they have a process they they want to follow and we just need to buckle up and enjoy the ride mike i have no clue what we're going to get thursday so whatever happened last night happened and we're just going to have to push forward ogs converts uh podcast fans inside the youtube comment section help us get some direction here do you do you feel a process coming on do you understand what's what's before the team and do you think the team has uh, enough time to lock in and get down to business between now and puck drop Thursday evening, let us know, or you can get at us on social media at I am Norman James at Mike and Buffalo. Mike, honestly, the, the restart button has to have been hit already. If, if not already, it's going to be hit Monday morning by the head coach. Well, yeah, just, just looking back on the last week though, I, it's really strange that going into the playoffs, you know, you want to sort of have everything aligned. You want to have your team, in a certain mind frame you want to have, you know, you you know, you're always going to have players who are injured coming back late in the season. That, that always happens. It's happening with Eric Carlson in, in San Jose. It's happening with other players and other, other teams, uh, Michael Branton in Colorado. So getting Jake Gardner and, uh, and getting <clears throat> Andreas Janssen and Travis Dermott in the, in the lineup, the last few games, uh, it was, was a, was a necessity. I, I still question, <clears throat> and I, I don't understand, why it took to game 81 to make the decision about Garrett Sparks. And it's uh, not, the thing is, it's, it's not about Garrett Sparks per se. It's about the fact that this is sort of a, like a minor upheaval, you know, switching out your backup goaltender when the goal, backup goaltender is not going to play and you're doing it less than a week before the playoffs. It's a, it, it, it really, I mean, you know, I, I mean, we know performance-wise he has been subpar for most of the year, but you would have thought that if they were going to do that move, they would have done it earlier in the year or, or after the deadline. But And I don't think it's going to have too much of an effect, but I'm just surprised that they made that kind of <laughs> – Mike, it's the guy with the glasses in the press box. That's his fault. It's on Kyle Dubas. It's hard for a lot of fans to think Kyle Dubas is at fault for anything. It's all the fault of the older guy, the head coach. But in this case, this is Kyle Dubas's fault. And whoever he's getting his advice from, whoever his oracle is, it's their fault. Would you think Mike Babcock wanted to run number 40 out there once or twice you know, every couple of weeks? Not a chance. But finally, something had to be done about it, Mike. And look, the head coach has got enough shit on his plate, bro. These are big days ahead for the head coach. Do you think this guy wants to be a part of another first-round exit? If you think the pressure's on Mike Babcock now, you wait until next season because next season will be his last if this team can't emerge from the first round, even the second round. So that guy's got enough pressure on him. It's time for the general manager 
to step up and realize, you know what, I've made some damn mistakes that have, have cost this team the ability to, to, to be better. If it's Michael Hutchinson as the backup, so be it. If it's Garrett Sparks after, you know, if he comes back mid-series after his sabbatical, so be it. Something's off, and, you know, whatever happens in this Boston series and beyond uh, is a bonus. The thing I'm concerned about going into the playoffs is not only that that sort of uncomfortable situation off the ice. I mean, I think this team is – I think they get along well. I think I don't think there's any kind of locker room problems, I think, but but on the ice – um, I mean, the, the, the whole situation with, you know, the line juggling and, and the defensive juggling and who's going to play with who on the power play and the ineffectiveness of the, ineffectiveness of the power play. I mean, you, you, there's just like a lack of settling on this team. And you would think after 60 games that they would have sort of settled, settled into a comfortable uh, nature. And they really haven't. And in fact, the last quarter of the season, I thought that the team played their worst of the year. I mean, the record was the worst. The goaltending was the mm-hmm. worst. Um, you know, they, it, it just going into the playoffs, you want things to be in order. You want things to be going in a positive direction. And I think they're going into the playoffs in the most negative direction in terms of their mm-hmm. play all year. And that's not encouraging. Now, is it possible to, as you said, flip the switch, you know, flip the yeah. coin all of a sudden they play great against Boston and, you know, they now, now they're focused on one thing <laughs> yes, it's possible, but honestly, I have more confidence in the team that has put together 82 games of consistency and have built and worked on a certain system and in a certain way to play and then implements that system and that way to play in the playoffs. Not somebody who just shows up and says, okay, now we're going to play good. I think we're just making excuses. We're, we're hoping, wishing, in the same way we did when this team was coached by Ron Wilson and Randy Carlisle. They showed flashes of great things, not greatness, but great things, and then fell off and then kind of clawed their way back up to a point where they might be able to make the playoffs or do something of value and sort of leading fans along, dragging fans along, stringing fans along. And that's where we're at, we are right now. We shouldn't be there. This team should have had 115 points. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry you have this much talent. The game should be easier for you when you, are this, when you are this good. No one's saying that the team is not able to, you know, maybe deal with this hiccup and next year go nuts mm-hmm. because the talent's there. But we have we – have, See, sorry, go ahead. That, that's – that's where I have the problem. The season is not a success. The season is not a failure because the season isn't over yet. I mean, the regular season, I, if you ask me whether the regular season was, was a success, I would say sort of, I mean, I, I'm sort of, uh, you know, in that, okay, they had a hundred points. That's nothing to sneeze at based on some of the years that they've had in recent years. This is Nirvana, but honestly, the expectation getting Tavares and being the, you know, the going into the fourth year with Babcock and the maturity of, of uh, the maturation process with Marner and Matthews and Riley and all these guys, you would expect it more for, from this team, but is the season a success will be based on what they do from April 11th until they're eliminated or they win the Stanley cup. And if that's what you base success on, 
we'll see. I'm I'm withholding judgment until we see what they do in the post. This is the Leafs Convo podcast for Vanguard Northeast Realty in Scarborough. Vanguard, NE.ca. OGs, go to the YouTube page right now. Click on the community link. I'm going to put up a posting and a link for you to join our NHL Stanley Cup playoff bracket challenge. We have like 15 players in right now. I'm going to cap it at 50, and I'm going to be giving away some TLC OG swag to the top players when all is said and done. Watch my <laughs> – this is a Maple Leaf podcast. How, how, many, how many players <laughs> in this – Leafs combo bracket challenge are going to pick the Leafs to win the Stanley Cup. So I know <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. But honestly, just out of 50, how, how many Leaf fans do you think pick the Leafs to win the Stanley Cup, Mike? Take a shot. Honestly, I, I don't think many because I think most Leaf fans are looking Good. at this team realistically. I, mean, if, I'd say, I would say, say five. I'd say five. And I'm six. looking forward to your Stanley Cup playoff predictions, Mike. When are you going to unveil those? Uh, probably on Wednesday morning. I, I'm doing um, the our hockey buzz cast on Wednesday and Thursday, and we'll probably be previewing and predicting the uh, the games before they the series starts. So that's when I'll be uh, releasing them. I'm sure. I'm sure everybody's waiting with bated breath just to uh, Mike, just to lay down some money in, in Vegas. I don't care what, it, don't care what says, Mike. You're the best in the business, buddy. You do a great job, and considering where you've come from and how you've carved out your own path into this industry. Obviously, you know, wanting to be in conventional media now is tough because conventional media is not what it used to be, but you've carved a path through conventional media, through digital media, through online media. So bravo to you for doing that. And I want to take a lot of the credit too, because I brought you, you know, off of uh, the Andy Frost uh, <laughs> Avenue and brought you down, down the main road of AM 980 and six listeners every Friday and Saturday. TLC OG's Leafs Converse. Mike and I go back to like 2009. I, I DM this guy on Twitter because Twitter did exist uh, when you were just a kid. And uh, I asked him, I'm like, hey, Mike, do you want to come on my radio show? Because no one else will. And you had Mike, Mike in Buffalo. He you were dark guy before dark guy, Mike. Uh, <laughs> no, but what I'm saying though, you were a phenomenon. No, but no, no, yeah, no you, were a, you were a phenomenon because you were the you were Mike in Buffalo. Everybody tuned in to Leafs talk, and I miss honestly. I miss Andy Frost. I miss the music. I miss just that Q107 vibe. I miss it so much. I miss that guy. Where are you, Andy Frost? Show your face. We need you. We need you now more than ever. Uh, but you were the guy. You you came on with your two cents, and um, it really was it was two cents Canadian and five cents American, but you did, a, you did a, you were the guy. And then I thought, you know what, maybe I can get this guy on my show because AM nine, AM nine eighty was owned by the same company that owned uh, Toronto six forty or talk six forty. And you decided to come on and we did a weekly segment and we've been producing mediocre work ever since. That's why we are, <laughs> that, 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 that is why we are where we are. Martin Marinson, number 52. He's not going to be on the playoff roster. Is he? Speaking of mediocre, um, no, well, yes, Good he is going to be on the roster. You see that, Pat, last night, um, the pass. He's going back to get the puck at his own goal line. All he has to do is skate it around his own net and just skate it out. And he's got Mitch Marner trailing him just to, to provide him some cover. What does he do? Marinson passes it to Marner. It's like a flash pass, a sudden pass, a surprise pass. Marner's covered. And Marner almost loses the puck. 
And Freddie Anderson almost has to make a save that he had no business even having to attempt to make. It's it's plays it's plays. Try that try that against Boston. You're down one nothing instantly. It was, it's 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 not professional hockey. It's not even the kind of hockey I watch at the, the Boswick Y with eleven uh, year olds play. Well, that was just the most ridiculous. Skate the puck out yourself. There's nobody on you. No, no. I'm just gonna, uh, you know, a backhand pass to Mitch Marner who's not expecting it, and he almost has the puck taken away from him. It was, it was frightening. Well, the question is, I mean, he's going to be on the roster. The question is, will he even be in the lineup? And that may depend on – well, I mean, one, one of the things that's been sort of whispered over the last week is – and I know that Babcock was thinking about doing it at the end of the regular season because he mentioned it uh, in the post game on Tuesday was go with seven defensemen. And that was mostly tied to, mm-hmm. you know, Jake Gardner's uh, – the concerns about his back and whether he'd be able to be a full-time player or they would have to sort of baby him through – through through a game and they play they played him two games they played him significant minutes so I think they're going to risk it at least in game one but uh, there's a possibility they go with seven defensemen down the line using Kadri Tavares and, and Matthews more up the middle sitting Gautier and going with the seventh defenseman but the question is is whether Babcock will play the right seventh mm-hmm. defenseman Martin Marin should not be on the ice one minute in the playoffs. He's that bad of a defenseman. It should be Kelly Rosen. Kelly Rosen, I think, showed some decent no mobility, doubt. some good – and, you know, if they if they have to go with somebody other than Gardner or if they have to uh, spell Gardner, it would be better to have a mobile defenseman like Rosen rather than an incompetent defenseman like Marinson. But Babcock likes his defensive guys, and he seems to think that Marinson at least is a, a an above-average penalty mm-hmm. killer because of it. You're only going to beat Boston by being mobile on the blue line, and I would say if you have to play a defenseman or if Gardner goes down, you do not play Marinson. You play Rosen. But I, do I think Babcock will play Rosen over Marinson? Well, he should. Mike Babcock's going to have to think about self-preservation at some point, right? Um, and Kyle Dubas is still finding his way. Marinson, Sparks, Nylander, those are Dubas guys. Collectively, what have they done for the general manager? Kyle Dubas is a smart cat. He understands what's happening. He understands he's still learning. And I think they were a little bit naive to believe that uh, numbers representing a player on a spreadsheet would automatically translate to success in real time and real action on NHL ice. I think the Leafs are going to be dumped in the first round. Converse, OGs, uh, people who travel through this site and call me an idiot because I'm telling the truth and you just don't like the way I present it. Guys, what, what, what else do you want me to say? We have not been given an indication that the Leafs are just revving their engines and ready to truck Boston and move on through round two and three and go win a Stanley Cup. If they do, I don't have to eat crow. I will go completely bananas and celebrate with everybody, and maybe we can be friends for two seconds. But I'm just telling the truth and telling it like it is. One of the other things I'll tell you right now is the most important thing that will come out of the season is learning and absorbing the reality that losing, especially when you're supposed to be winning, effing sucks. And I hope no matter when the season ends, it hurts like hell for these guys. Because that'll be motivation to get back out there in September and reclaim what's supposed to be theirs. Uh, uh, Being dominant in this league and working their way uh, as soon as possible to winning a Stanley Cup. Mike, we should probably wrap up here uh, in just a few minutes. 
wanted to let the OGs know that we have some really cool interviews coming up as we lead up to uh, Thursday in game one between the Leafs and Bruins down the cup playoffs 2019. I have Q107's John, De- I have Q107's John Derringer coming on as well as Leafs nation network host, Scotty Willits and Mike, you are going to reconnect with the man, the myth, the magic, Billy Agua, Wilbur, Bill Waters. Can't wait for that, buddy. For those who have been listening, because he's still making he's making appearances on the uh, TSN post game. Um, he, <coughs> excuse me. Um, he's been making appearances on the TSN post game, and uh, he's not been shy about how the Leafs have been playing and about certain players that we've been critical of. So I'm sure we'll be able to draw out Billy for uh, for a good 15 to 20 minutes of uh, of preview uh, preview uh, information and some. Uh, you know, uh, some good comments. He, he's always good. Okay, Mike, name three big performers you're expecting to see for the Leafs doing great things no matter what happens against Boston. Three players you think are going to step up and, and make this thing happen. Um, Mitch Marner, because he did it last year against the same team, and I think he'll be able to do it again. Morgan Riley mm-hmm. is probably going to end up playing 30 minutes a night. That's I, I would assume he's probably going to – him and Hainsey are going to be overloaded uh, in terms of minutes. And if we're talking about them winning the series, it'll be Freddie Anderson. I mean, I, I'm hoping that, you know, we see the Austin Matthews that we saw in the first playoff against Washington because he was dominant last year. I don't know if it was the injury or if it was just an effective checking job by the Bruins, but he was not the guy that we have been used to seeing. And if he fights through and, you know, the one-two punch with him and Tavares gives – the Leafs a puncher's chance of beating the Bruins. I mean, that's tough to corral. The Bruins are, you know, if you're looking at their game plan, their game plan is how do we shut down Matthews and Tavares? Mm-hmm. And if they have no answer. Two guys who are going to step up, I know, Nazem Kadri and Zach Hyman. Play with reckless abandon, be total dicks. Look, if the Leafs lose this series, but go down with a massive fight, it's not like we'll be overly surprised because neither of us are, well, we have to wait for your big predictions, Mike. Uh, I'm already coming out with it. I don't think the Leafs are going to win the Stanley or win the series. I hope they do. Please, please. I want a fanboy, but I don't think they're going to. Regardless, Nazem Kadri and Zach Hyman, 43 and 11, are going, to, are going to go out there and play like incredible old school players, total dicks, pissing everybody off. And I think number 51 is going to have a decent little series. I, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's not a physical force. But he's going to do some fun things. And I, he knows, I think, in his heart that this is his last rodeo with the Maple Leafs. And it's not about retribution or making amends for what happened last year. It was a, The guy had a lot on his plate. I mean, a lot was expected of him. And he, he made some um, mental blunders. But who doesn't? I think, I think Jake Gardner's going to have himself a, a good series from just being professional, being reliable. And I think he's going to produce some points from the blue line along the way. Mike, last word to you. Yeah, I mean, I I, I will grant you the uh, uh, the the Kadri and the Hyman. Um, you know, the, their their play will be extremely important. But it go it just goes without saying. It, it's the most important player on the leaps going into the playoffs is going to be mm-hmm. thirty one. It's going to be the guy between the pipes. And not to put and, and not to put too much pressure on him, but I think the organization has put that pressure on him. There, there, there are enough yeah. shortcomings defensively that he has to stand on his head. So uh, we will see 
beginning on Thursday, whether he does that or not. Let's not forget, this is another learning experience for the Maple Leafs. A learning experience for the players, learning that losing effing sucks, and they don't want to keep doing it, especially with this kind of talent in the stable. So another learning opportunity for Mike Babcock. Brother, you'll have another year after this one, and then if you can't succeed with this group, it's bye-bye. Wouldn't that be terrible for his legacy? thinking that he could come and be the head coach that leads the Toronto Maple Leafs out of the darkness onto Bay with that darn Stanley Cup and it not happening. That would blow for him and for Kyle Dubas too. All of these dudes are going to learn from this and I believe they're going to be better for it next year because the pressure, if you think it's bad now, it is going to be almost unbearable next season if we see the same kind of results as we are at this very moment. I'm not writing off this season whatsoever. Michael, thanks for everything over the last 82 games. It's been a blast. We'll talk to you soon. The Leafs Combo is brought to you by Vanguard Northeast Realty. With over 15 years' experience, Vanguard provides superior level of service for commercial real estate tenants and owners. For more information, visit vanguardne.ca.